We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spotify Green Room app. We're recording this right after the Warriors Toronto Raptors game. I want to note uh, we are having some issues with our Apple podcast feed. We hope that will be resolved any day now. Um, but if you guys could check us out on Spotify, Google Play, basically any other player, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, putting that little note to the side, Warriors are 15 and 2. How are you feeling, buddy? 15 and 2. I mean, Coming into the season, if you had said the Warriors are 15 and 2, what, 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 what would you believe if I told you maybe Clay Thompson was back? Maybe the Warriors traded for Giannis? Maybe uh, Jordan Poole is now actually Kyrie? Like, uh, what? I, it just didn't make any sense if you had told me this before the season. And uh, they're by far the best player, the best team in the league right now, by far. Yeah. I mean, I was, I would have been thrilled with 11 and 5. Sorry, 11 and 6, 12 and 5 at this point. (laughs) I would have considered that positive, even with the soft schedule, just how it goes. But, I mean, man, they they look phenomenal. They look like the Warriors. There's there's so many stuff to get into. So let's start in this game. Look, uh, Toronto is an okay team. They've got some interesting players. Uh, They they brought out the box and one and the anyone but Steph defense tonight. And – for me, the most interesting thing was they did this to the Warriors last year and the Warriors win on like one point last possession. They do it to the Warriors this year. It's not really even a game, to be honest. The Warriors were up 20. I mean, the lead was between 10 to 20 the whole game. Right. So they, you know, Steph didn't even get going and it didn't matter because the Warriors knew exactly how to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, we've been asking for the Warriors to get some shooting around Steph when it's not Clay out there, when it's not obviously used to be KD out there. But besides those guys, the dirty secret about the Warriors is that they never had enough shooting. They just never had enough guys that could do both things, either make the right play on offense, make the right pass, or shoot the ball and shoot it effectively. And now they've got multiple guys like that. They've got multiple guys. Otto Porter tonight. Bielitsa had some nice plays, didn't play much, but mostly Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins were the guys that made them pay. Um, anything that Toronto was trying to do, Jordan Poole was canning threes, and Andrew Wiggins was canning threes and just made the right passes all game long. Those guys looked incredible. I mean, those are two 
I mean, I guess you would call them role players, Sam, but those are two guys, if they're playing well, this team ain't losing anyone. 33 for Jordan Poole, 32 for Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole had eight threes. Uh, 33 and eight threes are both career highs for him. Uh, Wiggins had six threes for his 30 points, and it was a lot of those open looks. Uh, Poole did hit some fancy ones at the end there, but uh, it was a lot of like, you're going to throw all those bodies at Steph, kick, kick, Wiggins, feet set, splash. You know, stuff that we wouldn't have seen last year, stuff that we really haven't seen a lot of the last couple years without Clay and losing KD and all that sort of stuff. A lot of, you know, hey, if you want to take Steph out of the game, and I think Toronto pretty effectively did, you know, they're going to punish you. You, You're going to pay for putting that much attention on one man. Yep. And had the right people around them to make those plays as well, too, because there were games last year that we saw Ken Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, um, (laughs) and those guys just, well, they they could make shots. It's not that they couldn't make shots, but it was the plays that they were making. And Draymond Green obviously is always going to make the right play. But um, I'm watching even the, the the players all the way down to Bielitsa, Otto Porter. Andrew Wiggins is making the right passes now. Kevon Looney looked good again tonight for the plays that he was in. Um, he's been kind of had somewhat of a revival these last couple of weeks. I, I just don't think they have anybody on the team that's going to – oh, Chris Chioza. Sam, let's not forget my guy Chris Chioza, two-way no, we'll contract get, point guard. Happy we'll birthday. Get, we'll, get to, we'll get to Chioza later. I got a Chioza <laughs> segment on the books. Oh, God. <laughs> but like you go from Steph at the top all the way to Chioza with a two-way contract and uh, everybody's there and they make the right plays no matter what. And uh, that's the difference to me, the, 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 the teams that we've seen last year. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's the simple passes too. Like Wiggins, this is year two and a half in the system. I, I don't know what you want to say, but he's been on the Warriors maybe 100 games now, okay? And he understands exactly how they want to play. It's not flashy. It's I'm open. I shoot it. I'm not open. I kick it to the open guy next to me. I don't need to put it on the floor and make a fancy pass or anything like that. He's just keeping it simple and keeping the ball moving. Jordan Poole, I thought, played a really simple and effective game tonight. And actually what I want to talk to you about is like how much that Detroit game probably helped Jordan Poole. Because going into that Detroit game where they sat Steph and Draymond and Otto and Iguodala, Jordan Poole was struggling, right? And I feel like he needed that game, kind of get his confidence going, just to calm down a little bit. Because you see him tonight, looks a lot more like the guy we saw in preseason, the guy we know he can be, instead of the guy who's like a little frenetic and is kind of pushing too much. It, uh, it reminded me of Jordan Poole playing in the G League last season after struggling in the beginning of the season and then coming back and then just setting the world on fire. And by the end of the season, he was closing against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and making huge plays in the play in a game against Memphis. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of what it felt like. It's not, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think he just kind of hit a rut. And like you've mentioned this on the last couple of podcasts, the system isn't a perfect fit for Jordan Poole, but right. he can play very well in it. And Steve's not going away from it. It's just a matter of, He's just got to find some confidence somewhere. And, and I think Steve's smart enough to say, let's rest Steph and Draymond. Let's, again, and against the Pistons team that you know Jordan Poole is going to go off on. And uh, he got his confidence back. Yeah, he saw Jim Beeline helping the Pistons staff. And he's like, I got some payback for what <laughs> you did to me in college. So, um, yeah, Jordan Poole, by the way, 10 for 13 tonight. I didn't realize he only took 13 shots. 8 for 11 for 3. 33 points on 13 shots is Jeez, lame. Jeez, that's Steph-like. 
That's flamethrower levels for Jordan Poole. Four assists, four rebounds. He did have five turnovers. He got a little sloppy when Steph was out. There's a couple. He he really is a perfect warrior because he he does so many things well, but he just cannot get rid of the dumb turnovers. So. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I too, it's a funny thing about the Warriors is whenever they turn the ball over, usually that means the, to me that they're playing well. It's like it just means shows me that they're just throwing the ball around. They're having fun. They're trying to make the right passes and. I guess more, more often than not, they will. But you know, they'll have to. It's it's when they hit the twenties. You know what I mean? It's when they get into the twenties with the turnovers. That's when they lose. But but a good overall game tonight for these guys. Yeah, let's uh let's discuss Andrew Wiggins a little bit too. Mentioned it earlier, six for eight from three, one off of a career high in terms of three pointers. Uh, for me, it's the simplicity he's playing with. Like he's playing in the flow of the offense, and he's taking shots that come to him instead of hunting shots. And kind of uh, he's staying engaged while not trying to take over the game, which is always kind of a problem for him. Like I, sometimes I feel like if he doesn't get his like requisite diet of like pull up twos, right, he'll right. like float out of a game. But like tonight, it was like he he was feeling it from three. He uh, he was clearly hot, and and that's all it took to keep him engaged in the game because like where the Warriors really needed something deep. Yeah, um, been fantastic defensively lately. I think you it's a great point there about Wiggins having to affect the game the way he wants to, which what he used to do was just hey I'm gonna put up you know four or five turnaround jump shots no matter what I don't really care what's going on because I need to get those shots up. But we haven't seen that lately, at least not in the last two weeks. Um, it's been a lot of cutting. Uh, he's probably the the best athlete in the air on this yeah. team. I mean, Kaminga, but he doesn't play enough. So it's pretty much Wiggins and probably the best finisher through the air like that. And then, and then now he's cutting more than he's used to, right? He's making more cuts, and Draymond's going to find him. JTA's going to find him than I've ever seen. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's an eye test type of thing. I'm wrong, but I've never seen him cut this much, and he's just getting two, three times a game so easily. And then the last thing is he's actually attacking the basket. And he's been doing this for weeks. So maybe it's a fluke. I, I hope not. But he's going through people. So I'm like, he did this starting against Minnesota, but he did this against Detroit. He did it tonight. He had a play where he went straight through Scotty Barnes. A couple of plays where he's going through right by guys and drawing fouls. I, I'd never seen that before. And I've never seen it for consistent stretches like this. So it's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, 33 points, um, or sorry, 32 points. Not going to do that every night, but it's the <laughs> aggression he was playing with that I liked seeing. It, I was mostly okay with his shot attempts. There's a couple turnaround twos that I didn't love, but whatever. You live with it. I also want to throw out seven rebounds. Anytime Wiggins gets over five rebounds, I'm thrilled. It was a game a couple games ago. Why can't I remember who they were playing? Where he just, uh, oh, the Cleveland game, where he had zero rebounds the whole game. Those are the ones that drive me insane where I'm like, dude, you're the most athletic player on the floor. How do you have zero rebounds? How is this even a thing? You know, and that's stuff I can't stand with him or he floats out of a game. But tonight, seven rebounds and mostly during this stretch, it's been like a consistent five to seven, eight, which is kind of what you want from your small forward. There, there's not like a specific number I'm looking for. It's just like, you know, when he's like actually playing with aggression and contributing on both ends of the floor that way versus kind of floating yeah um the other part too is i don't the as, as long as i think 75 80 percent of the time he has it i'm okay with that because 
we heard the news today. Well, I don't know if it's true or not, but that Clay's going to be back here with about a week before Christmas to go. And I think that's your, that's the option, offensive option that's always going to be consistent. Even if he's only playing 12 to 18 minutes a game, which he's going to do for the first month or so, but he's going to be consistent offensively, at least shooting the ball. Um, with Wiggins, you're not always going to expect 20, 30 points a game. But I mean, dude, if he's going to always cut like this and go to the rack like this, I'm a little scared of how good he could be <laughs> in this in this offense because he, if he's always going to do that. Because you know, come the end of the game, I don't look. He's he's not. He shouldn't be doing any dribble pull ups or anything like that. Just kind of go stand in the corner and shoot threes. At the end of the game, it's kind of Steph, Draymond, and Clay to make those big shots. But man, if he's going to play like that through the meat of the games, you need that just as much as you need at the end. So it's I'm bullish. I'm bullish now on it because it's been two weeks, man. And uh, if this is going to keep going, it's, his life is only going to be easier when, when Clay's comes. Yeah, we should, we should touch on that. So the report is Clay's cleared for five on five. Steve Kerr said he knew nothing about that, mm-hmm. which cla- classic Steve, like, you know, the, the one thing that Kerr and the Warriors don't want is like this expectation that Clay will play a certain day because you never know what's going to happen given his layoff. Like what if, what if he has a setback and he needs an extra two weeks? You don't want to like disappoint people, right? Like they don't want to put this pressure on clay, but with that, with that said, it's, it's the same timeline we've heard the whole time, which is one of the home games before Christmas is what they're shooting for. Right. And I think it's going to happen. It's either Sacramento, the 20th or Memphis, the 23rd will be clay's comeback game. Um, and, and that's going to be awesome. And you know what, if he has a setback and it has to be at a week later, oh, well, you know, like it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's, isn't it really exciting just to like, feel like it's, you have a date, you know, like, oh man, he's coming. It's coming, man. It's coming. It's going to be against Sacramento. I just, I bet you, I bet you whatever you want. It's Sacramento. Um, they're not, I I doubt it's going to be Memphis (laughs) because. By the way, pour one out for our guy Luke Walton. Uh, uh, he'll be back. He'll be back on the on the. He'll be back with the Warriors. Um, but uh, it, it's it's Sacramento. It's an easy game. They're at home. They're playing. They're playing against a team that has no idea what's going on. Um, like you said, just fired their coach against Memphis. It's kind of it's a little bit more high intensity. I don't know if you want to bring Clay against in that type. Although of game. Memphis has been awful, they it's, have been as much as they, they have look. Been. They play the Warriors tough, but they've been bad, man. Yeah. Maybe that was maybe that was just a fluke game that one time. <laughs> I mean, they look like a team outside of John Morant that honestly doesn't know what they're doing offensively or defensively. But they're a good matchup against the Warriors. So just give me the get, get Clay against uh, against Buddy Heald and uh, let him have an easy go of it. You know what I mean? And uh, so I, I think that's where the game's going to be, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of time to talk about it. Um, it's not what tonight's show is about. One other thing before we get to my guy, the birthday boy, Chris Chioza. Um, Draymond Green. The Draymond-Siaka matchup was pretty fun tonight. I don't know I don't know how you feel about it. Like, Siaka, I think this is his eighth game since returning from injury. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he just generally played like Pascal Siakam. I like his game. I think he's one of the better four or fives in the league. But, like, Draymond takes that personal. It's fun watching Draymond guard a guy like Siakam's just always playing offbeat. You know what I mean? Like, the weird, like, hesitation, spin moves. Like, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't play with a straight rhythm. Like, everything's kind of off rhythm with him. It's kind of tricky to guard him, right? It's always fun to watch. I thought Draymond did a really good job on him. I thought there was a few one-on-one possessions there that were pretty fun. 
Uh, it, you can tell he he's hurting from what happened in 2019. Because if we remember, <laughs> we remember what happened. Out. Yeah, I mean, because Draymond pretty much, I mean, Draymond was great in that series, but there, Pasco cooked him for long stretches. And uh, in that game six, you remember the game-winning basket. I don't want to bring back old memories, but for some weird reason, Draymond decided to reach and Siakam got an easy layup um, after that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, tonight Draymond was a force, and he's just – he's been that guy all season long, man. He's been that guy. So uh, I think Siakam is still a, a pretty good forward. I, I, he's been good since he got back, too. Remember? Yeah. Part of the offseason that one, talk was that, that one didn't know. game. No, you're right. That's that's actually a great point because he had the shoulder surgery and that that's kind of scary. Doesn't look like it to me. Looks like the Siakam I've seen the last three four years where I'm like, that's a really good player. By the way, on the Draymond note, I want to point this out. 14 rebounds. He's been rebounding the ball the best I've seen him rebound the ball since 16 or 17, maybe. If you go by the numbers. It's his highest rebounds per minute since 2016, but it's really like a feel thing. Like, you know how Draymond is like, he doesn't like chase numbers except for occasionally assist hunting. (laughs) Um, But like when, when it's like, you know, crunch time, he makes a point to try to get every loose ball. That's kind of how I feel like Draymond tonight. Like he just, he just, he's moving so well. It's like, you could just tell he's in probably the best shape he's been in and physical condition he's been in in years. The finishing at the basket is what is what's uh, is what tells you that he's been the best shape because uh, he's not afraid to score um, at the basket right now. He only had four points tonight, but all season long he's going left hand. Like he has that weird way that he can finish on the on the left side left hand, where it's like if you can do that, you can't make a, a floater or, or you can't make it on the right side. But he just he's just really good at it. Uh, yeah, the air ball dunk was pretty funny that he had tonight. I'm not really sure what happened. I felt like he was going way too. I felt like he was going way too fast. That was just missed time. That was pretty funny. Not <laughs> sure what. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't jump that high, so I really don't know what what went on in his head. But I assume that I assume that he thought he was going to dunk, and I, I don't know what happened. But I, I just think the way he's finishing the season is is uh, it, it reminds me of uh, when he was able to do that in 2015, 2016. So it's the first time that I think he's had to do it on a team that's needed it. 2019, I think he got out of rhythm, and then the two the last two seasons, I think he was just. I, I just well, I think, think he didn't have the spacing. So I was looking at something earlier today. I'm going to read some numbers to you. You're going to appreciate this. So remember beginning of last year, Draymond had a awful start to the season, right? So the Warriors are 15 and two in January last year, they played 16 games. So same stretch. Guess what Draymond's average was. Hmm. 4.8 points, <laughs> 4.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists. That's not even the worst part. 34.9% from the field, 21% from three. I think we didn't give enough credence to how much COVID messed him up last year. Because the beginning of the season, he looked like a 40-year-old man who couldn't move for most of the time. And it's kind of reflected in those numbers. And, like, I, I mean – if you remember how he looked when he came back from COVID, you you were like, dude, he looks he looks bad. Right. He looks washed. Right. But I, I I don't think in the time I really considered how much COVID bothered him because there's really no other way to explain it. Like he got better as the season went on, and he's been great this year. And he said it. He's like, COVID messed with my wind. I wasn't the same. He's not the kind of guy who can like. He needs his full wind. He needs his full like. 
physical fitness to be the guy he is. So it's like, I think in retrospect, we should have probably realized what we saw in that early part of last year wasn't really who he is. I, I did. I just, I was a little, I guess, I don't know. He, he, he never really talked about how much it affected him. He said it did. It's, it's not, it, a, it's not his it, style here. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, he is clutch, but he's, I guess he's not that clutch. Um, just to start talking about it that much. So we never really found out how much it affected him. But you're right. I think also part of it is he knew that the team wasn't fit for him to be. Look, man, just just be honest. James Wiseman was starting at the five last season. Like there was no, it's really hard to play basketball with a kid that doesn't know how to play basketball. Especially when you're as smart as Draymond is. And you're trying to play a style that's, it's a smart style. Of, the Warriors play a style of basketball that's smarter than probably 28, 29 teams in the league. All of the teams in the NBA. You can't just plop a kid that's never played the style ever in existence and ask him to do that. I think Draymond realized that at the end of the year. That's why he got. That's why he looked so much better the last 20 games. Yes, it was COVID, but also he was playing his style. There was no Oubre, no Wiseman. It was just easier, right? It was just easier for him to be successful out there. And now you're seeing that this year uh, with, the, with the entire team. There's nobody on this team that doesn't know how to play. Yeah, besides Kaminga. But in, ret- in retrospect, Draymond was in hell. He's playing with an 18-year-old and Wiseman, Ubre and Bazemore, and he had COVID. Like that just right. like, that feels like a punishment from above. <laughs> and, and Jordan Poole wasn't ready to play yet either, right? So I mean, he was out of the rotation at that yeah. point. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was bad. Um, let, let's give a little quick shout out to Chris Chioza, <laughs> Evil Steph on the two-way. Solid little game for our guy there. I, How fun is it to watch him play next to Steph? Where like if you're not paying attention, like wait, which one's which? <laughs> uh, that's starting to annoy me actually. Because um, <laughs> I because I thought he made a three and I thought it was Steph and then it wasn't Steph and so I was like, geez. Um, but I, I find it. Look, I'm more optimistic this season, and I think people are not. You know, people tend Warriors fans are, are passionate. I love it. And so they tend to get a little bit annoyed when Chioza comes into the game because I think they have Brad Wanamaker PTSD. But um, Chioza's good, man. He's good. Um, and my biggest thing about Chioza is he's a backup point guard that doesn't make mistakes. Third string. It's, 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 yeah. He just doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, third string point guard doesn't make mistakes. Brad Wanamaker, he was supposed to not make mistakes. Turns out he makes a lot of mistakes. Chioza, very rare mistakes. I mean, some, some defensive stuff, but some of it's because he's 5'11". But he can make a shot. He makes the right passes. He dribbles. He doesn't turn the ball over. It's just, it's just a classic second, third string point guard. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know Steve loves those guys. You just know Steve loves them. Um, yeah. He loves that stuff. If you think about it, okay, last year they had oh, first string point guard staff goes without saying. Second string is Wanamaker who, I mean, <sighs> okay, so he – yeah, he could swipe down and make some steals. And that's really it. That was really all he could do. Uh, and then third string was Nico Mannion, who was just in no way ready for the NBA, right? Yep. Yep. Now it's it's Steph. Then you got Jordan Poole, who's you know still kind of figuring it out, but like explosive as hell. And re- like tonight, you just – look, Wanamaker and Nico Mannion will never have a 33-point game in the NBA. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> And then third string, Chios is perfect for a third string point guard. When you get to your third string, all you're looking for is a guy who doesn't make mistakes. Like you said, he comes in, he plays smart. Look, if he has to play 35 minutes, you got bigger issues. Than <laughs> right? So it's, 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 a, it's, it's a perfect use of the roster to put him in that role. And like, you know, he played tonight because GP2 was out and they wanted another ball handler because they knew, Port, uh, sorry, not Portland. 
Um, Toronto was going to hound Steph. They wanted to get another ball handler next to him. And knowing Steve, he probably wanted to put him out there because it was his birthday too. So <laughs> it was a perfect confluence of events. He played well. I'm okay with him when he gets minutes. He does what he needs to do. I love it. I love it. And on, and no Andre tonight too, right? That's the other guy that's – Yeah, exactly. Kind of, Andre, yeah. Not, not really a point guard, but definitely like a key ball handler. Definitely a guy that, again, doesn't make mistakes. Um, wow, Steelers tie the game up. Um, uh, the other thing I want to point out is uh, Steve 2.0 leaves Steph in the game. With the Warriors, they got, the, they got their 20-point lead cut down to 10 with seven minutes left. Uh, Steph had started the fourth. He's at 31 minutes. So if he plays the rest of the game, he's going to be at 38. And Steve just says, yeah, just play the rest of the way. And uh, he goes the last six and a half before he gets taken out. And uh, just another Steve 2.0, just chasing wins, understanding the situation and saying, hey, if you're going to leave Steph in here, it's better to have him finish and just have him blow this game out of the water instead of being cute and taking him out and putting him back in with Foreman. Absolutely. Steve Kerr, by the way, just threw out Draymond Green is the best defender in the world. Factual statement. Draymond's, I mean, if he doesn't get defensive play of the year, I'm going to be very annoyed. Yeah, yeah, no. I think the the odds are still, I think, Rudy Gobert at the top. I don't think there's a chance that happens. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the callers. The goons. Mikus, what's up, man? Hey, besides the Cowboys today. It's been a great day. It's been a very good day. We don't care about Look, the Cowboys here. <laughs> no, I know you guys don't. Yeah, I understand, but I do. Um, <laughs> two questions here. Two questions. Uh, what would you guys on a, you know, a rating system like F to A give Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins so far this season? And what do you expect them to be when we have Clay Thompson in the lineup? That's the first question. And then the second I'm already starting to think about what teams we want to blow through in the playoffs. I know we want to beat the Nets to win the title. Obviously, all Warriors fans want to beat the Nets. We're going to. I understand it. But who do we want to tear through the Western Conference? Like, we want to be Portland, Lakers, Suns, Cook, Chris Paul, Cook, LeBron, Cook, Dame. Like, what three teams would you guys most want to see the Warriors beat in a title run from the Western Conference just to get our greatest hits? You're not you're not talking about like what do we think is the most advantageous no, path? No, no, like, no. What are the sweetest, like, what, the sweetest yeah. victors? Yeah, what, okay. what, what would be the most gratifying and you the most emotionally satisfying? Like like Sun the Lakers in the first round, they're like the eight seed were the one. We just like, you know, little brother sure. the Lakers, or you know, beat Dame, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What 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 those two questions? That's what we want to know. I like both questions. Andy, what grades do you give Pool and uh Pool and Wigs? I for 17 games. For So Wiggins, I, I want to give him a higher grade. It's just that he was so bad in the beginning of the season, uh, whether that be from the the knee injury that he had or whatever. It's just, it is what it is. He was bad. So probably a B minus. Um, he's been very, very good the last couple of weeks. So um, I'll give him a B minus. Same thing with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, he's had some good games and then bad games. So it's not like Wiggins where Wiggins has been very good lately, but poor to start. Poole is just, either really good or just really piss bad. Um, so probably something along the same lines, uh, yeah. uh, B minus, but uh, Wiggins a lot steadier. I just think Wiggins, you can count on him a little bit more defensively. Um, and he's also, I think, I think Wiggins is going to end the season as more steady as well too. Um, he's older. He should be more consistent. And I think he is Jordan Poole has the higher upside because he had a move tonight, Sam, where he, uh, Scotty Barnes was on, Scotty Barnes was on him, and uh, and he just blows right by him. But then he does his at this point, I think it's a patented right hand scoop layup on the left side, yeah. just right by Barnes. And I'm just like, how many point, how many guards in the league can do that? I'm not sure. And uh, that's the type of upside Pool has. So, but I, both guys, I'll give a B minus. I got higher expectations for both guys. I was gonna say a B. I'm in the same range as you. They've both been a little more up. Like they've been playing. Great recently. They're both, you know, A plus performances tonight. But uh but in general, there's been a little up and down. They're they're capable of playing better. So I'll give them B's. I want to get to the second question, which I think is more fun anyway. Who do you want to see the Warriors beat in the playoffs? Oh, this is easy. The first two are easy. So they gotta beat three teams. Obviously, the last team is gonna be the Brooklyn Nets if they make the NBA finals. Uh it's one of them's gonna gotta be LeBron and the Lakers. Easy. Uh, one of them's got to be Chris Paul and the Suns. Easy. 
the third team is I don't I can't think of one that matters. Like Denver, eh, whatever, right? Like Clippers, eh, like Kawhi's not gonna play. So I I, I kind of I'm I'm a gimme on the third. I really don't care. How about you? It's the Lakers one for me. There's like four tiers before I get to the next. <laughs> Like I just it's I, I need to beat the super team of Russ and LeBron. Like that's the that's just I'm sorry. It, it you throw in the LA factor into it. Like from a fan perspective, that's got to be the one you want the most. And I don't think it's particularly close. Nets obviously goes into because there's the KD uh, staff thing. But I think the final one actually I think I might go with the Utah Jazz. Oh, I think watching. Draymond just destroy, like show how much of a better defender than Gobert is would be kind of fun. Like I, I don't really find Portland fun. Like I've already watched Steph sweep game like four times. It's nothing I need to see, you know, Portland's they're just not fun to watch. I'm sorry. So I'm going to go with Utah as my third, but like it's kind of a distant third because of those first two, the storylines are just so much juicier. Oh man. I I think the Suns are easily in there. CP three in a series. Oh, I think that's, it's going to be oh, beautiful. That's, fa- that's fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, I say this without considering the faces CP will make when Steph hits a shot in his face. Oh, that's true. it's going to, it's going to be perfect. It's, it's somebody threw out Memphis. I think Memphis is a decent one, but I think that's kind of, recent also the thing about memphis is portland is i don't know if those guys will get there man those guys might be those guys those are, might not be in those the are playing those are playing teams yeah <laughs> all right keep moving ryan what's up bro hey what's up guys uh how you doing good what's up uh nothing much uh lost in the light years fantasy league because uh will had uh eckler and herbert tonight it was up <laughs> 60 going into the game so nice there's that uh but overall, I, I had the game on on the side. I'm really excited about Wiggins and his uh, cutting off the baseline. It's something that he wasn't necessarily doing at a higher rate last year, and it seems like this year he's finally figured out that he's bigger and stronger than everyone. And this leads to, me to my second point, and it's more so a question. Uh, what do you guys think the outlook is on Wiseman? I, I, I'm genuinely excited to see him not playing around Kent Bazemore and Kelly Oubre, just sucking up all the space. And him being the vertical rim threat. So I'm just excited. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. We haven't even discussed Wiseman. It feels like – Andy, do you think he'll be back before Clay? I have no idea. Honestly, I, I with Clay, I think you and I were saying kind of Christmas always made sense. I don't know. Wasn't Wiseman supposed to be practicing by now? And he's not even on the court. So I, I don't know, man. Jaron Jackson – Steve Kerr mentioned him as the comparison. I think Jaron Jackson was way longer in the process. He was pushed back a few times. So I wouldn't be surprised if Wiseman didn't come back until January or February. Like at this point, why why bother? Why push him if it doesn't if he's not completely healthy, right? Uh, same with Clay, obviously. But with Wiseman, he's a 19 year old center with with his whole career ahead of him. So I'm not sure if I'm excited. I just want to make sure that he's healthy. Um, before yeah, I think about and, anything. And I don't just, know. If, I don't know if he's healthy. I really don't know. Nobody does. Well, it's not, it's not about health. Well, it is about health. Oh. What, what am I? What am I talking about? Um, I mean, like it's about how the knee responds to doing basketball activities on a consistent basis. So I don't know. It seems to me like based on the way they're talking about things, like he might not be back before Clay. So I don't know. So and given the way that the Warriors are rolling. I don't know that he's going to get that many minutes unless he just really dominates the game. You know what I mean? 
So, I mean, look at Kaminga. He doesn't get minutes unless he's playing very, very well, right? And doesn't that make sense? Like, I, I, I just, I'm a little, I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm hating on him. It's just the team is playing really well. They're the best team in the league. If they add Clay Thompson, it's an easy fix and it's an easy guy to put in. Wiseman is not Clay Thompson. You don't just throw in Wiseman and it's going to automatically work, right? Like, you throw in Clay, I assure you, 1000%, it'll work. We can all say that, right? If you want to bring back KD, it'll work. <laughs> With Wiseman, it's like you're 15 and two, man. I don't know how much stuff you want to change uh, when you're 15 and two. Just, just let the kid get healthy. Yeah, and it feels like they're slow playing it because of how the team is rolling. Like, there's no urgency to throw them in there. They're, they're not like dying for another big in the rotation right now. Maybe that changes in a couple of weeks. Maybe guys start getting banged up and are like, dude, we just need another guy who can yeah. get some rebounds and finish inside a little bit. Um, but we'll see. I mean, season's long, man. It like for as much as they're rolling right now, it's not gonna be this easy the whole way. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might be easy. Might go seventy wins. What's up, man? What's up, Vish? Uh, what's up, um, a girl? Actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, shout out to Light Years International. I'm talking from Brazil. Hey, that's awesome. Wonderful. Um. My question is, uh, if Steph can win the All-Star MVP scoring title, uh, MVP, and the chip in the finals MVP, what's his um, uh, ranking all time? That's it. That's a great question. Um, I mean, man... Dude, if Steph if Steph gets another title and, and another MVP and all that stuff, like, don't we have to start talking top ten all time? Like, he's basically got all the same career accolades as like Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan. So wherever you think Kobe and Tim Duncan are, like, you got to put Steph in that same category. Except Steph changed the game. Those guys didn't change the way you think about the game of basketball. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, if he, if it's an MVP, a title, and a Finals MVP, and all of that, I mean, I mean. What are we doing here? That's uh, top 10, top five. And and by the way, he's doing it at age 34. I mean, that's the crazy 33. part. Well, he's going to be 34 when he wins. Like, that's just going to be insane. Fair enough. It's just insane. I mean, and he's 6'3". That, uh, we say this all the time. He's 6'3". Yeah, MJ did it. Yeah, MJ was 6'6". And like, well, like, whatever he was. And the greatest athlete of all time. Steph Curry's 6'3", point guard. I mean, what are we... Just top five. I don't know. Top one. <laughs> Gio, what's up, man? What's up? So my question is, like, do you guys think Dre makes first team All-NBA this season? Because, like, if you look, like, at Giannis, besides Giannis and, like, Joker, like, who's been better than, than Draymond? Like, Draymond exactly this season. Ooh, that's – you're talking about all-around NBA, not like just yes, first-team like defense first team starting, all. Yeah, first all Yeah, first-team NBA. Like who's starting? Like him? Like I like it. Ooh, that's tough. So, Andy, what do you think? Where do you think Draymond lands? I I want to say Draymond's best finishing was second-team all-NBA. I'm going to double-check it right now. He's two-time all-NBA. Second or third team probably is where he's going to land, I think. Nikola Jokic just doesn't have a serious injury, in my opinion, right? He's still by far the best center in the NBA, um, unless yeah. he misses like 30 games. But uh, yeah, second sounds about right. Wow. 
Wow. I mean, Giannis, Giannis is probably a lock to also make first team. So that's two of your three front court spots. Uh, PG is, is going to finish like mine two. right now. Yeah. So, so I think, I think Draymond can make second team, which is what he did in 2016, which means he's one of the 10 best players in the league. And honestly, like if, if voting happened today, he should, right? Like, so Draymond and AD so. will get those two front court spots, and the second team is probably what's going to happen. That makes sense. And yeah, yeah look, I know. Playing, push him down to third, man. I know. Um, I know. I know. Because just... we didn't even we didn't even mention the most obvious one, which is Kevin Durant. So oh god, I just apologize. Apologize, yeah, man. They're a mess. So um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of forwards who are really good, but the the sheer fact that you're putting Draymond up there with those guys, like right behind like the top superstars how good he's playing. Let's keep moving. And then you add Clay. By the way, Clay look fat to you? No. Okay. Just wondering. Dennis. Oh, here we go. We're just going to keep it rocking. You can hear me? We can hear you. What's up, my man? Um, I'm doing great. Um, always a good morning to wake up to uh, Warriors uh, blow twin. Uh, just uh, to get ahead of the narrative, how long do you think we have until uh, LeBron has <laughs> no help and Steph can't win without a super team, seeing as Wiggins and Poole are going out of their minds right now? Appreciate it, Dennis. De- wow, we got a lot of international callers today. I love that. That's my favorite part. Um, what, Andy, that's a great question. When does the narrative change? When, <laughs> when does when does Jordan Poole and Wiggins turn into more help than Russ and AD? I am. I'm frankly, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened yet. And I think that tells you that that Steph Curry and the Light Years contingent has won the war. Um, we've talked about this every single year, and. We fought back against those that have always made excuses for the self-proclaimed king. And uh, I think now we watch this team and we watch what Steph went through last season and the season before that. And everybody knew just how bad the team was without Steph. And then they saw what Steph did last season. And now that they see if you put just semi-competent vets around Steph, this is what you get. I think I think people are starting to realize it's just Steph, man. That's how great he is. That's how great he is. And at some point, Sam, I feel like if you have Russ, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony on the same team. You you can't Four even, top 75 players. Right? You can't make the same fucking bullshit excuse every single time. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It's falling on deaf ears. It doesn't work. Man, one day we're going to talk about how putting Russ above Clay on top 75 is embarrassing. Russ is a fraud. Absolute fraud. Huge fraud. Absolute fraud. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Roland, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you doing? Sir. Good. What you got for us? Okay, so I got two questions. Um, number one, um, I'm just going back to the tree that like a lot of people are talking about during the summer is like the Siakam and for uh, Wiggins and Wiseman. As of right now, would y'all still accept that <laughs> if the if you were the GM and the Raptors is off that, would y'all take that? And then second question, um, do you think Draymond makes the All Star team, and do you think it's time for uh, J and J Wiggins to make the All Star team, or you know, <laughs> or do we have to push that for a little bit? Wow, that's, there's a lot to go there. So let's let's talk. Let's go see. We could do an hour on that one, but yes. Uh. Siakam for Wiggins Wiseman. <laughs> I wouldn't do that right now because the team is incredible right now. I, I just I wouldn't do it. Um, your team, your team, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. I mean, is it a fair trade? Yeah, I think it would be fair. I think you could make an argument for doing that trade. Um, but would I do it? No, because the Warriors are fifteen and two, and Andrew Wiggins is playing incredible, and and I think they're it's all good vibes right now. So I wouldn't do it to shake that up. It's it's not a fantasy basketball team. Uh, before the season started, I think I would, though. I think I said it before that I would. Um, but right now, things change. And so ask me again in a month. I may change my mind again. Uh, but right now, no. I would trade Wiggins for, for Siakam. But that's not the question in hand. I think I think Siakam is probably as close to the perfect front court player to put next to Draymond as you can find. Like, okay, Giannis is a better bet. But, like, same concept, right? Like, he fits the system. You can play him as a small ball five. You can switch everything one, two, five. But with that said, that trade is not on the table. No, he literally can't shoot. He has a higher shooting percentage than Wiggins had before he came to the Warriors. Relax. Um, Wiggins Wiggins couldn't shoot until he got the most wide-open shoots on earth, shots on earth playing next to Steph Curry. Let's see what Siakam shoots when he has wide open shots. He shot 37% when they won a title because he got wide open shots. There's a difference. With that said, getting to my larger point, which is that I wouldn't do the trade. Every day the Warriors have a better record. I'm less interested in throwing anything in to sweep mm-hmm. the trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's not that Siakam's a better player than Wiggins. It's that why am I sweetening the pot here? They're the best team in the league. It has to be someone who's better than Siakam for me to actually be throwing prospects away. Correct. Or if I'm doing that, like, give me OG too. You know, you can give me OG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in which case, like, that's okay. It. Okay, Sam Mori. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Relax. That's, that's, so that's my fancy way of getting to your same point, which is like, I love Siakam. I do think he's a better player than Wiggins. Nothing I saw tonight makes me change that opinion. But like, the Warriors aren't in a position of desperation to make that trade. So why? Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, completely correct. Uh, also, by the way, Sam, Chris Chioza, our guy, our guy, mm-hmm. Chris Chioza, uh, 26th birthday today, is wearing a uh, sheet shirt, Warriors World shirt, Moses Moody, Moody Moses, Moses Moo. Moses oh, where? <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. I just, I just quote tweeted it. Yeah, pretty incredible. So shouts to, uh, shouts to Chioza's birthday and shouts to Sheed. Always doing the, uh, always doing the great stuff. Shirts undefeated. All right, let's get to a couple more guys, and we're going to call it a night. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hell yeah. Good. How you doing? Good. Um, I actually just got another uh, Wiggins question. 
basically, you know, we all know that we love Wiggins, but it depends on the price. So I was saying, you know, his contract's up in what looks like another year. So, you know, how much would it cost to keep him? Is it worth it? You know, what do you think that contract would be like? Hmm. A little ahead, Jason, great question. A little ahead of ourselves, but like just off the top of my head, what the Kings kept Harrison Barnes for, which was what, like about 20, 18 to 20? I think that's the going rate for a wing of Wiggins caliber at this point, in my opinion. You know, get, get him somewhere around that like 18 to 22, you know, about 20-ish range. Well, that's that's probably that's probably what it'll cost. But like we're talking a year down the road still, you know? We're I, talking I, 2022, 23. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors didn't keep him and not because they don't like him, because I think they really do like him. But just because oh, I yeah. You know what? Like Kuminga might be ready by then, and Moody Moses Moody. Yeah, like I just think it's a lot of money, man. Like I, I'm not. I look. I'm not saying it's the right move or not. I'm just saying, if I just looking at who Joe like, and they spend a lot of money, but twenty million dollars. I, I don't know if they'd actually do. I think they would just say, hey, we're just gonna put, we're just gonna put Moody in, and and we'll just live with it, and maybe sign a vet guy. So that is that. That's a fair point because Wig, by the time Wiggins' extension comes up, Kuminga and Moody will be in year three. Wiseman will be in year four. Um, those players, they better be contributing by then, or you better move them for someone who can't contribute by yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean specifically so. Kaminga and Wiseman. I mean, Moody's a late, late lottery. Like I don't mind, but like yeah, year three. I mean, Jordan Poole year three, pretty good. So year three, you and would he hope was the that... tw- and he was the twenty eighth overall pick. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, your point stands. I kind of think they're still they would still keep Wiggins if only to so. have the if only to have the asset and keep him moving. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, Wiggins at that point will be twenty eight years old. So Not you'd be old. paying you'd yeah. be paying him for basically his prime years. Like that's a good time to have him. The exactly. one after that might be a little pricey. We'll yeah. see though. We got we got ways to go till we get there. I don't I don't really want to worry about that until you know we get there. Let Joe worry about it. Well, there's just no point to talk about until we get there. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get to last caller of the night. Juwan, what's up, man? Yo, how you doing, fellas? Uh, quick question. So my question is, obviously with Clay and Wiseman coming back in, if we're still continuing to win, what would you guys do in terms of rotation? Who would be out of the rotation? Because you've got to play Clay, obviously. I just, Andy, it doesn't sound like you're going to play Wiseman, but you know, working them in the rotation. So how would you guys – work them in and who are you subbing out is my question uh and secondly for all my warriors insiders if you get inside information please dm me so i can book my ticket to the bay to get clay's first game back. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys appreciate it Juan. um get the king's game king's game hey just just come out for the week of christmas he'll play <laughs> might, might be kings might be memphis we'll see um I think the clay one's easier. Pool moves to the bench. Yep. Um, probably yep. loses about five-ish minutes a game. Um, Lee, Lee probably sits. He's probably not playing much. Yeah, Iggy Iguodala plays a little less. Um, GP two plays a little less. Like all those players just all lose like a few minutes here and there, and then boom, that's Clay's minutes, right? Um, Wiseman's a, Wiseman's a little more interesting. Like, do you sit Bielita? Do you? sit auto do you sit looney because like that's what we're talking about it's one of those guys has to kind of come out of the rotation you see what i mean and to me what i mean sam to me it's it's kind of like it's it's uh it's bielita probably i but but do you 
<laughs> like, you see what I mean? Like, Clay Thompson, yeah, I'm sitting Damian Lee down, even though he's been good this season. Sure. I'm sitting Iguodala down. He's a vet that needs a rest. Uh, shit, I, I'd sit. I'm cool, I'd I'm cool s- pushing pool from 30 minutes yeah. a game to 20 minutes a game. You know, like uh, yeah, little, you know, little incremental things to find minutes for, for Clay. I'm completely okay with that. But Wiseman, you're telling me to sit. You're telling me to sit. Kavon Looney's now playing well enough. Kavon Looney, you want to shorten his minutes, sure. But Belly and Otto have been playing well, in my opinion, this season. JTA is probably not going to play. I mean, that's the easy one, right? He's probably, he's already out of the rotation when this team just right he's now. He's kind of a. He, I don't want to say he's a he's a, he's a bit part player, but it was kind of like if if Andre's hurt, it's like we got JTA, we can throw him right in there. But if Andre's healthy, you know, JTA doesn't need to play. But also the other thing is like the the stuff with Belly, which is the other logical solution, is that Belly's. It's in two entirely different roles that they're going to have for the team. Yeah. What Belly does successful is he can function as a spacer next to Draymond. Wiseman's not going to do that. Yes, he's going to be a rim running guy, and yes, they're both not very good defensively. But I, I don't know, man. You're you're going to have to play Wiseman. It's just it's just no way about no way about it. So I, I'm I'm going to you know sit here and shut my mouth and see how he plays and then talk more. But uh, as of right now, it's, I think it, it's it's pretty tough stuff. But you know, first world problems. Just I don't think Steve's 2.0 is going to force it. That's what that's what I'll say. I think Steve's going to have the first 15 man rotation in league history. Oh my god, he, he <laughs> would go 18 if he could. Just guys that, like that. Someone doesn't even have a roster spot. It's Jordan Bell randomly just plays in a game, even though he's Joan's Joan's mentioning what, what about a uh, heat bench Looney? Better chance that Steve benches Steph. Right. Um. I kind of think Belly's going to be the odd man out, honestly. Yeah, um, and I don't know if I like it because, it, yes, it's like he has his limitations, but he's a very functional, good player who makes other guys around him better by doing a very important job, which is correct. Foreign pass, correct. correct. Um, but I kind of think when Wiseman comes back, Belly's going to be the first guy to get DMP'd. I, I just I don't know if that's the right. Well, wait, 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 we'll see what happens when it comes back. We're like three months away from him coming back, so we'll see. Three months, relax. <laughs> Just get uh, healthy, Big Jim. Just get healthy, please. Alrighty. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back. Thanks for subscribing. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.